0: Hi guys, welcome back to Style Direction, the Menzer podcast without the stuffiness. I'm Ethan M. Wong. Baby. I'm Spencer Diotti. What does the D do
1: stand for? David. Have we is that is that new lore? Uh, I have two middle names. That's even more lore for you. I'm a f- oh yeah four namer. What's what's the S stand for? Uh, Scott. Okay, I think I've heard of that one before. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard, heard that name, name before
0: yeah michael scott yeah
1: uh it's you know what that you old gonna mitch do? Hedberg joke it's like i have two middle names which means i have no middle names i don't know who mitch Hedberg is uh he was a comedian who is now dead all R. right r.i.p i guess yeah he's a very good comedian how funny is he he's very funny uh tbs very funny is that what tbs stands for yeah tbs t very b s funny <laughs> This is some good, this is some great jokes. This should be on comedy. TBS.
0: <laughs> yeah, because this is funny. This is very funny, in fact. Yeah. Um, so we ho- I hope that you've enjoyed our last episodes. Uh, the last one was on uh, the rule of cool. What I, I also realize I call it the cool factor, uh, like fear factor. Or the um, X factor. We're Simon, James. Or the baby. X factor. Yeah. We're Simon James Cathcart. Yep little menswear comedy for you um uh, no but uh i we had a lot of fun discussing these big topics and the next one we want to talk to kind of came to me while we were well i guess while i was going through the show notes of the uh of the last episode and it's about ties mm-hmm. and i got a couple people um come up to me not well not like virtually they came up to me virtually they didn't come up to me on the like street like in or second anything, life yeah on second life where i play a paper salesman nice uh, by day, but I also have a guitar on my back.
1: You're a sports fit- writer.
0: Yeah. I'm a sports writer for the Philly, for Philly, for yeah.
1: Philadelphia, uh, flip? flip. Do you want me to finish? Flip, Adelphia. <laughs> okay. no,
0: I did it. I did it to myself. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, they were, they were, uh, they noticed my comment about ties and how I believe that wearing a tie makes you more casual than not wearing a tie. This is mainly when you're wearing like a sport coat and a, uh. And a dress shirt. And it's mainly uh, just because I think a tie looks cool because it's like an extra thing that you can be slouchy with. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's akin to like wearing a t-shirt and jeans is like, you know, casual. But if you wore like a denim jacket with a sports shirt that's kind of like untugged with like a pair of wide leg jeans, one of them looks a bit more slouchy even though one has more pieces than the other.
1: Or you could Um, just wear uh, a t-shirt, jeans, and a necktie and you could be like the nostalgia yeah. critic yeah exactly I think that's the second nostalgia critic reference i've made on this podcast <laughs> yeah leave a leave a comment
0: in the chat below if you know who the nostalgia critic is and most did you ever those... watch him or were you <laughs> an avgn YouTube. guy uh oh what an avgn angry video game nerd oh no i was definitely that that yeah. was me I, I didn't do nostalgia critic um i haven't been that bored when watching <laughs> oh uh, boy youtube yet yeah. so yeah um but yeah that got me thinking like why don't we talk about ties because i feel like it's such a big part of menswear you know and people always talk about how the tie is dying and how you know or it causes like not brain cancer what does it cause like like you don't get enough oxygen to your brain oh you're restricting uh, testicular o- like cancer is that a thing is that is that what the article says?
1: Oh no, but I mean testicular cancer is a thing.
0: Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Yep. <laughs> not okay. Just to, just to clarify, cancer is not funny. Okay. Um, testicular <laughs> cancer, <laughs> though. <laughs> balls off the wall is hilarious. Yep, balls off. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs>
1: i apologize to anyone who's <laughs> listening to the podcast who has suffered oh, or is God, suffering yeah. from testicular cancer <laughs> i
0: wonder if we have any oh, we're you know if we are that'd be kind of cool <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's either funny or it's totally cool uh-huh. oh this might be the worst reviewed episode there is <laughs> yep. um, no but i think it's worth talking about neckties because you know when you think of menswear or at least i do i think of a guy in a suit you know typically right and i personally don't believe that the suit's going the, the well the suit's not going away either but i don't think the tie is going anywhere either um but i think it would be a good thing to talk about what do you think spencer
1: i mean i'm here aren't i so yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> well, uh yeah i mean i don't uh i think i think the suit ooh. well i think the tie is probably gonna go away and 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 uh, except in maybe small circles like politicians lawyers and then enthusiasts but yeah i don't think it's gonna ever fall out of favor entirely at least not within our lifetimes
0: yeah no exactly it's such it's like i don't know knee-length socks i think or whatever yeah. you know like
1: um but what's the history of the tie why don't we get into that first, i'm glad you, you asked have... yeah because i have I the t- wikipedia and also an article from tie dot net that is the evolution of the necktie
0: not to be confused with tie or tie frenzy right
1: no never confuse them
0: yeah kaga-san
1: would not be happy with that yep um so both these things uh uh kind of trace the necktie back to croatian mercenaries so there's hey speaking of uh menswear youtubers there's your military heritage um so they used to hi i'm antonio centeno yep so they uh croatian mercenaries who would wear a piece of cloth around their neck and we can include this photo in the uh show notes um and so early on ties did serve a function uh and it was to tie the top of their jackets uh interesting they i guess yeah they also just looked fancy and king louis was like that's sick i like that and so those croatian guys those croatian guys are are fucking tight they got so much drip and so then he started making everyone (laughs) around him wear ties so um and what what time period was this this was uh uh, the 17th century the 30 year war oh how long did that go for the it went for 30 years I was trying to be funny. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm a student of history, or at least I used to be. <laughs> and students of histories are not funny. Yeah, um, but it's uh the it's like that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry David is at a, a party hosted by Ted Danson, and he gets really offended on like the 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 waiter's behalf that he's meant to like he has to wear a tie, but everyone was forced to wear a tie, um, and so then it kind of. It, it skips from the 17th century all the way until the 1900s, at least on tieyourtie.net. Nope. Cool. <laughs> I got it confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You fool. I got it
0: confused, just as I said I wouldn't. Um, the tie the gods are going to be after you
1: now. Yeah, but then there was a thing called a stock, which uh, you you've seen those. They're like the little kind of like fancy neckerchiefs. That you see on like Thomas Jefferson and stuff like that in uh, in paintings. I always called those cravats. They're different, I guess. Oh, <laughs> um, who would have thunk it? Uh, and from there, uh, I mean, yeah, it's I, they're, they're, so it's
0: always been basically like a piece of decorative kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, and then you got then its...
1: you got like the kind of the ruffles, and then it was like the eighteen, like the mid nineteenth century that the the necktie. First, like appeared, and it really the shape hasn't really changed. Like, there's a picture of um, Matthew Brady, who we all know was the earliest Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah, the earliest photographers in American history, and he's wearing a necktie in 1875 that looks like a necktie you would have been able to buy, like you know, a hundred years later. Um, it's it's just a silk, and he's he's got a pretty traditional knot. Um, and yeah, I mean, from there, I think we all know the necktie, <laughs> like that's, that's kind of the origins of the necktie. The style changed throughout the years, obviously.
0: Right. But it's always been, it's always, yeah, it's always had this kind of like connotation toward like to be worn with like suits or tailoring, right? Yeah. It kind of like ties everything together because people didn't want to just wear a shirt. I think people like just wearing shirts, it was kind of like a day laborer thing, right? Like you would have to wear the tie or cravat or I guess a stock over your and, a, and your I mean shirt. for
1: a long time even just wearing a shirt was kind of like going around in like a, a like an undershirt or a wife beater
0: yeah no exactly you typically so, you,
1: you typically didn't see that t-
0: you typically <laughs> is that your Donald Trump <laughs> yeah I'm Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a
1: political podcast no.
0: <laughs> yeah welcome back to the anarcho-communism <laughs> podcast Don't, okay
1: um property doesn't exist yeah
0: um uh but no yeah so it's 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 had a long history and it hasn't really changed since like the i mean i'm based on what you're telling me like the mid 1800s <laughs> i could still. be lying
1: to you you could be <laughs> you
0: never know you could be you know i've heard that things on the internet uh should not be taken for granted yeah right? anyone can edit wikipedia <laughs> that's true
1: No, but what was that an impression of? I don't know. That's something that... Was it the the motorcycle guy? It kind of is, but that's something... Motorcycles without a motor? Okay. That's something that our friend Mac does, and it's a reference to something, but I don't know what it is. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Um, So, yeah, that's the history of the necktie now. And, um, yeah, it hasn't really changed all that much. And, you know, obviously it's very popular. You see it in, like, advertisements in, like, the 1900s. Um, you see, ev- you see, everyone basically wear it. It kind of goes in line with like the suit. Mm-hmm. As long as guys were wearing suits, shirts, maybe fedoras, the tie always followed. Yeah, and well, I guess even in the sixties when guys stopped wearing fedoras or hats in general, the tie still remains and even till today. Um, but one thing that I always found interesting was that it is—it was always considered like a fashion piece. It wasn't really maybe people nowadays tend to be like you have to wear it for like a you know whether you're part of an office or whatever but back then you know i have like old esquire magazines where they advertise ties to kind of show you like you can stand out like yeah you know, this is like what you wear to set yourself apart from the other guys the office you know like those arrow tie guys will be like you gotta look sharp in an arrow tie we got the best designs ever you know or you got to uh you see like when the atomic ties are like the, the kind of uh or deco ties came out to like yeah we're not boring we're not just wearing stripes we got like fucking squares and shit or we got <laughs> wow <laughs> what <laughs> so other shapes got, like, can
1: they put on there <laughs> circles oh my god you're going crazy <laughs> yeah Rombi, I oh, guess. oh shit um, but yeah it's like there's like the the hand painted ties that like I used to I mean I still have a bunch my favorite one of my favorite ties is from uh, I think it's the 1932 election, and it's a hand painted like elect FDR tie. That's really cool. That's pretty cool, and I could probably sell it for some decent coinage. Um, I, didn't I have to say it like that. I have that reproduction uh, Monsa vase tie, like the bat wing. That I still I love the 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 fabric on, and so I still kind of <laughs> wear that with like sweaters or vests uh, because the shape is pretty wild. But I mean, we'll include a picture of that too.
0: Yeah, well, let's get on to that for a second. Like, you know, ties, like suits, had their own their own kind of distinct shapes, at mm-hmm. least early. You know, this is based, I think, when I was talking to Damien Monservais or even Benny Reese, who is, you know, these two guys are one of the biggest collectors of vintage that we know. And what they were saying was that for a while, um, a lot of these ties varied from designer or manufacturer to manufacturer like not just in terms of design but like this shape like there was like bat wing ties there was like uh the one that that damien's the one that that spencer's talking about mm-hmm. has a like an asymmetrical kind of cut to and it it's you like know, some super of them, wide yeah yeah and some were super short some of them had like crazy tapers mm-hmm. even with knit ties you know like they were varying lengths you could even see i think some people in 1920s would like have a knit tie tucked in yeah and then sometimes you would see it like it would be like you know, barely pat, like barely getting to like the stomach area. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, you had all that kind of different stuff, you know. Uh, and, this is, you know, you could also look at our, our podcast episode on Spearpoint College. Like there was very different approaches to this because it was, it was like art. It was fashion, you know, and a lot of people kind of forget that, you know, it's not, it was, it wasn't always like a sign of corporate America, at least that it is today. It was kind of like back then. Uh, yeah, everyone was wearing a suit, mm-hmm. so the only way to kind of differentiate yourself was to pick a fun tie, you
1: know. Yeah, I mean, you can even look yeah. at those uh, the really scumbaggy ties from the forties and fifties, the like the ones with like the pinups either on the front. Um, yeah, uh, and also check out the movie Inherent Vice for a great scene involving those, or the ones that are like the peekaboo ties, uh, where uh, it would be a plain tie on the front. But then on the back blade, you would... Uh, like you on would, the inside lining. Yeah, or the lining, you would see uh, a nude lady. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hot. I know Benny Reese has <laughs> quite a few of those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we see, just all love you gotta to look at them. Yeah, you just, you just turn... Like, you know, you got you got a jacket, you know. <laughs> to, you, got, you want to jacket
1: is what I should yeah, say. Yeah, you wear a jacket. And, uh, we don't and know then you this. jack off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: yeah. All you got to do, why, why pull your phone out when you can just turn your tie over? <laughs> yep. <laughs> And that's um, what they would do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, that, yeah, that, those were, like, that was, like, a trend later. So, like, yeah, definitely there were trends and, and fun nov- novelty ties, basically, mm-hmm. you know, up, you know, onwards from, like, the 40s and 50s, you know. Um, but uh, according to – this is this is just based on, you know, me talking to Damien and, and Benny. I think what they said was I think in the 20s they either, like, like all the tie makers kind of federated or they came to like an agreement where they would start to kind of standardize like the width and shape of the tie. And there were still a little bit of like variances in design, but they were basically like the same length. Like, you know, they were, they were still very short, you know, you would, you would tie it and it would end like just right above your, your uh, high waisted trouser mm-hmm. from back in the four, you know, thirties, for whatever. Um, and some, yeah, were wider and narrower, but in general, they were kind of the same. You didn't see, um, a lot of bat wing ties or asymmetrical ties. Um, when we got to like the early thirties, you know, and in, even then, you know, in the 1920s, I always like to think of it as like the more elegant era of menswear. Like back then they had like the most gorgeous silks, like really great, uh, jacquard or oh, brocade yeah, they're ties. So, they're so gorgeous. You know, uh what do you like they were like they're like iridescent you know like with Mm -hmm. like stuff woven in there um i think damon has a reproduction one or he used to like that was called like a cathedral tie which basically or a stained glass window like it it literally the the silk and the jacquard weave and everything approximated a stained glass window
1: yeah no it's like really really incredible craftsmanship that went into them
0: yeah and then you know, later on you get like you know matter ties and you know another woven ties and 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 rayon ties as well which um, I guess we can get into our favorite ones later but um, yeah you get you get a lot of these beautiful things and um, it kind of makes me miss the art artistry that goes behind them mm-hmm. but um, that stuff is kind of still alive today with people like tie or tie forenzy or slash um, uh, I was gonna say avenge sevenfold <laughs> but just called sevenfold <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah just yeahven sevenfold ties, yeah imagine dragon um, ties, yeah, um but yeah there there are definitely makers today that still that still kind of keep it alive, and I think to get to the point is that um it will always be alive to people who consider it a piece of art, mm-hmm. you know, i even when you look at like you know corporate attire they they dissuade you from wearing fun ties. You know, yeah, like you can't really wear anything other than like a knit, a knit tie or whatever.
1: I have a lot of guys that come in, you know, and we have like um, we had like ties from like Liberty Print Fabrics um, and they're known for their florals. And so we had a bunch oh. of fun floral ties. And I would have a lot of guys say it's like, oh, I'd love to wear this, but I can't wear it in the office. So I'm like, ah, well, that's a shame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well what's your, what's your history with ties, spencer i know that you've gotten a little bit more casual but yeah what you i mean for?
1: uh as i said before i first got into the kind well well the first vintage stuff that i was into was 60s stuff um and so i would like i would want to wear like oh, narrow super tie, skinny like early 60s ties like rep stripe ties uh i mean kind of but it's like most of my ties were were very not even like rep stripe they were not like ivy they were I, I don't know w- what design to call them. Very kind of like Mad Men with like little insignias or whatever. Simple oh, designs. yeah. Like a monogram kind of thing. Yeah, kind exactly. of like the, uh, stuff like like th-
0: the Walt Disney, his, like his signature like, crest tie
1: thing. Yeah, you know? and so I would wear a lot of those. Um, then as I started getting older into older stuff, I mean, I just literally just kind of moved backwards in time. I started wearing like the 40s and 50s. Yeah, bold you were hair. real Marty McFly. There I am. <laughs> here i go again on my own um here i go again he said that right <laughs> yeah that was him he sang it yeah you're not ready for this but your kids are gonna love it um <laughs> but but then uh yeah I, I started wearing the bold ties i thought those were fun i still yes i always wanted I to... and i still right. want one of those like hand-painted ties of a wolf standing at a lamppost I'll include... I'm like, hooting at a girl. Yeah, I'll include an image of that, too. Yeah, we'll add that in the show notes. It's my problematic um, fave tie.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, the sexist wolf.
0: Yep, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get your sexist wolf ties here. Yep. Um, no, I used to always say that Spencer had, like, a very specific, like... He definitely liked bolder ties. And by bold, I don't mean it, like... I guess you mean in design, too, but, like, bold as in, like, late 40s, mm. early 50s kind of ties. He always kind of liked what i call like the diagonal check kind of tie where it was kind of like it's not like gingham it was like a it's like a check but like at an angle yeah and usually kind of earth tones maybe some red and blue in there um then spencer used to love wearing those ones because mm-hmm. i think back then you didn't wear a lot of striped shirts so you wore like you wore like jackets and like plain shirts but then that way you could actually wear those ties yeah without being you know too out there that's true um so my i mean I, I was always into men's you know, apart like apart from vintage, like I was always kind of into it, so like I had like the floral skinny ties. I had like this like satin tie that I got for like banquet a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like like in eighth grade and it was like a black, shiny ass silk satin tie, and I would wear that all the time. Like I think there are pictures of me. I don't know if I can include it in the show notes, so I'll have to like hunt for it. <laughs> but like I wore that with like abercrombie shirts, like you know, you like you roll up the sleeves, you wear a tie with it, but then your shirts untucked with like jeans, and, like Vans, mm-hmm. you know, like that typical like late two thousands look.
1: Oh man, you know what picture we need to have in the show notes? <laughs> I'm giving right. myself so much work because I might have to track all these images down. Yeah, John do Travolta, Bolt, uh, Premiere, because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing that look where he's he has like okay, so let me, uh, let me describe the image to you. He is wearing a okay. baggy black suit. The shirt is untucked and he has like three buttons undone and like a black, like kind of patterned, um, tie <laughs> that's super loose. Every, it looks so bad, <laughs> but I look at this image constantly. Yeah. Man, this guy could have d- gone with an untuck it shirt, which is our sponsor for they this don't... episode. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs>
0: Please don't sponsor us.
1: Please don't we sponsor refuse... us. Untuck it. <laughs> yeah, we will refuse you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, and then when I got into vintage, I don't know. I always liked fuller ties. I mean, I know the first – when I got into like – when I got into vintage, I I looked up swing ties because I think I read it, I am dandy. Like someone said, oh, yeah, swing ties are great. So I just looked up the term swing tie on eBay and I bought like a – like it was 20 bucks for like a group of five. Mm. I don't wear any of them at all because they are crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But they're very like super short, super wide. um, and they, you know, they're like what you would see at like people swing dancing, you know, like in swing dancing competitions, you know. And I think at a time I was like I knew that these aren't the best. Like they don't go with tweed jackets. Like you can't really wear like a bro- like you can't really wear a brocade with tweed in my head. That's like one of, like one rule mm. that I can't do because a brocade is very fancy and tweed is very casual. Um but when I started looking, when you, when you look at, like, Lawrence Fellow's illustrations or old pictures of Jimmy Stewart, who is one of my biggest uh, vintage style inspirations, they're always in foolards or, like, small geometric prints, you know? It probably makes sense because back then, you know, you can't really illustrate a crazy bolt tie. But, you know, even for the era, 1930s to early 40s, it wasn't all swing ties as people think it was. No, I mean, a, a lot, lot of
1: people it, wore – I mean, again, as we've said in a couple episodes probably – about vintage clothing people would wear ties like yeah. forever um until they fell yeah. apart um and like stripes uh i mean we have this all in the tie article from like ho- how many years ago at this point yeah um but yeah a lot of simple patterns were very popular basically always
0: yeah and i think it's because well, a lot of people think from like movies it's usually a very stylized or car or costumey mm-hmm. costumey uh, it's okay. a cost me approach because that's what people like you know they will associate better you know if you see a guy with like a foulard and like a three piece brown suit you might not think of it as anything different than like from something from like the 90s or even like the 2000s or something you know if it's done correctly um, but in reality a lot of those people a lot of everyday guys wore stripes planes or very geometric uh, small geometric repeating ties mm-hmm. and you know even at the time I was like yeah this is This is what I want to do, you know, and so after like buying those five, that group of five uh, swing ties, I would just look at 1930s ties on eBay and then just like bid on the ones that I really wanted. You know, it might have costed more because I had to like pay individually per tie, but I I still have a lot of those 1930s ties, you know, none of them, they they survive and that's a good testament to vintage clothing, but they're, and they're so classic. A lot of people think that they're, you know, Drake's ties, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, Or, you know, if you can't see like the length, you'll think it's like a modern tie Um, just because those, those designs are very classic. The materials are so robust and um, and yeah, they're, they're, they're really great. And I, I always knew them. I I knew them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> There's there will be no knowing here. Yep.
0: You guys remember Pirates of the Caribbean?
1: I do not and remember that chest. line. You don't? No, what line is oh. The, what?
0: Oh, that's that's when um when they meet Tia Dalma and then um when Will um what's uh, Will Turner walks up yeah. and he, he uh Tia Dalma's like, "Oh, William Turner," and he goes like, "You know uh I don't know you." She goes like, "Well, I know you." And then, and you want to know me, and then Jack goes, "Well, there will be no
1: knowing here, so it's a sex joke, yes, nice. get ready for our uh, episode of the Pirates of the Caribbean series.
0: <laughs> there we go, hyping that guy up real quick, yep, um, but yeah, no, they were they they were really great ties, and um, there's one thing I don't know if we talked about this before, but like vintage ties, while the materials are really great, they're also made very thin mm-hmm. um they're not. They might be wide as well, you know, compared to some other modern ties or skinny ties that you find at like H and M or something or Express or J Crew, but the interlining was very thin and they usually didn't have lining all the way through. So you'd have kind of like a, either a hand rolled edge or a machine rolled edge that didn't have any lining. Yeah, and we at prefer the bottom that tip. personally. Yeah, because even in the end, like you know, I think we've talked about this like in one of our first episodes, but we wear uh, four in hand knots only, which is a very tight. It's a simple but very tight knot that makes kind of an an, an asymmetrical knot, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. Can I, can I not knot? No, I cannot. We um, need the poo. Yeah. It's a good, wholesome movie. Um, no, but it's... It, it really... We don't like wearing fat ties. Mm-hmm. Like fat, thick and plain ties because my one of my pet peeves is like when the knot becomes bigger than like your collar or pushes your collar up that's too big yeah and um you know when you get to love artisanal time makers which we'll talk about in a second you don't get that problem because they kind of keep that same um very 30s esque construction um but you do get that a lot from, like, 90s ties, 70s ties especially, because back then they wanted that fat, thick knot. And, I mean, even, like, um, you
1: know, tie, mo- like mo- like when I worked in Men's Warehouse, all of our ties were, like, super, super thick.
0: Yeah, and it kind of goes into the whole, like, I, when a lot of people think that the f- – um, the the Windsor knot, which results in kind of a thick knot. Uh, it's very symmetrically triangular. Mm-hmm. Um, people think that that has been like the go-to standard when it really wasn't. No, uh, like the four-in-hand was used, or the Victoria Pratt, whatever you want to call it, the one that's like a double-wrapped four-in-hand. That one was used for a majority until like maybe like the mid '40s and then the the windsor came around but because ties were still thinner it didn't make a fat knot it made a triangle knot but not it wasn't like very thick like bulging out of your your shirt yeah, collar yeah just off
1: the top of my head it was yeah it was like four in hand was used up until like the end of world war 2 and then when the bold look came out the half windsor kind of got popular
0: yeah half windsor yeah
1: and then i think in the early 60s it was kind of the four in hand again because i mean i know it i think skinny the, the, ties look goofy with a big ass knot um yeah and but even
0: then you could still see guys wearing like the the full windsor or like a half windsor with it but again it was very thin because of the tie the tie themselves yeah
1: but yeah the windsor knot became popular in like the 70s and 80s um and that's why i mean i think you've talked about this that's why a lot of a lot of people assume that's like the t- traditional knot because now that's like what their parents would have been wearing
0: no yeah exactly i think this is like a I don't know what I call it, like, a, like the grandfather effect. Not really. But, like, pe- I always think that people... Like, their ideas of what is well-dressed <clears throat> or what is correct stem from what what they saw their parents or grandparents wore. And by now, a lot of us have had grandparents who were maybe had their ha- their cultural heyday in the 70s through the early 90s mm-hmm. where that kind of look is already there. Like, you know, they think that shoulder pads and, like, low button stance and, like, kind of uh pooling ankle pants were like the thing because that's what that's what they wore yeah you know and you know you don't see you don't go back further and see pictures of jimmy stewart again who has like a shivering break you know or or seeing people in the early 20s which have a more natural shoulder you know those things kind of seem more ancient and uh you don't see it as, as often anymore so the same could be said about the ties
1: and we will say it
0: yeah um, I, I also think uh, it's kind of unfortunate that novelty ties today, or at least in the '90s, became like Bugs Bunny ties <laughs> instead of like works of art. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's like you would get you would get uh, hand painted ties. I mean, you would get ties like designed by like Salvador Dali, and those are like super oh, yeah. rare and super valuable now. And it's like they weren't all like hand painted by Dali; not everyone. <laughs> Not every time he would make the original, yeah, yeah. the
0: original artwork, and then they copied it.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Like some of those designs are crazy, uh, as you might expect. Yeah,
0: you know, you got, you got like those spiderweb jacquard ones, which are like they're really cool. I guess you know if you find a Halloween one, it's like double the money. Yeah, right Because I
1: mean, I think they beca- they're super popular because uh, John Dillinger wore one in his mugshot.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess we really do. Um, feel sad about the lack of art nowadays with ties, but that brings us to to our next section, which is about modern tie makers. Um now obviously if you're listening to the podcast, you guys should know who Drake's what Drake's is. Yeah, he's a rapper. Yeah. But Drake's diary <laughs> on the other <laughs> that's hand That's where he writes <laughs> about his raps? <laughs> yep, that's that's it. Uh, but, no, yeah, Drake's is a is a tie maker started by Michael Drake way back in, like, the 70s. I say way back. You used the way back? Did it to myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, they're one of, the, like, I think, you know, they're like a menswear darling now, not just because of the fact that they made really good ties for a pretty decent price. I mean, they might be a little bit expensive for, you know, young guys like me and Spencer. But in comparison to, say, uh, again, seven-fold ties. Yeah. Um, 'Cause I mean what, they're gonna be less
1: than like two hundred dollars, right? Between Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I mean if
1: you look at the t- prices of ties that you'll see at like Nordstrom, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, I think that Nord so I think Spencer has a story about people who look at like a like a tie from like J. Crew and think like that's expensive and we're like I mean they're not wrong because they're you know, they're they're not that well made and they don't have a lot of artisanal details on them. So like spending seventy to eighty dollars on like a a fast fashion tie mm-hmm. in a sense is not good. But when you get to like, when you get to Drake's and they make all of theirs, like in a factory in in London somewhere, I'm, I, I always forget where it's on their um, ties. You know, yeah. It's on there. <laughs> um, maybe it's made at Haberdasher street. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I'm wearing a time. I'm wearing a Drake's yeah, tie. Yeah. Let's find out. out. Handmade at number three, Haberdasher street, London. There you go. Okay. So they're, they're made there. And you know, I think for a, Based on what I've known about the brand, you know, they're not when you get to a certain place in menswear, they no longer are about like selling like business wear. You know, they're not about selling like uh, what you wear to like a banquet or a date. They're selling you a tie because you like ties, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, they selling you tailoring because they, they you like tailoring. You want to wear that shirt. You know, if you if you didn't want like that aesthetic or you didn't have the passion for it, you wouldn't. You, would, they wouldn't, you wouldn't even know about Drake. Yeah. They wouldn't cross your mind. Yeah, because it's like, it's, I was
1: think, I you know, thinking about that, it's like, I was thinking it's like, oh, maybe guys are just getting them because they're, like, more expensive than, like, Nordstrom Ties. But no, because then they would go to fucking, like, Hugo Boss or some shit. They wouldn't go to, Yeah, like,
0: or, like, Ralph Lauren, you yeah. know? I mean, so it's it's kind of, like, it's kind of cool to see that that, in my mind at least, the 30s approach to, like, artisanal, great you know geometric design ties is still alive in Drake's and occasionally yeah they might b- still be thicker you know with thicker interlining than my than my vintage ties you know they are longer so i have to go tuck them in mm-hmm. um, but they they kind of exude some of the same properties you know i can't at a certain point you know i bought vintage ties because i could not find those patterns anywhere else yeah. you know you couldn't i couldn't find them at like the tie bar or whatever and even then they wouldn't be in the same dimensions or the same kind of thin interlining but with drakes it's like the same thing like i like the different foolards and or or different Paises, paisleys that they have i couldn't find that anywhere else either mm-hmm. you know they still it's like different than vintage you know it's i could find some approximations you know there but eventually i was buying drakes because i want to buy drakes you know
1: and one more and thing about vintage ties that i think a lot of yeah. higher end tie brands do well is um, even so obviously vintage ties are shorter because uh, men wore them like higher pants. Um, but something that always threw me off about uh, modern ties, even if they were like the width that I liked is vintage ties kind of like taper out. They start skinnier on top and they kind of like flare out a little bit at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. most, most tie you can't really find ties that do that anymore like, Drake's kind of has that um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're great. <laughs> they're good ties. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that was always my biggest problem with um, with modern ties.
0: Yeah. Especially, um, I mean, like, even skinny ties. When you compare skinny ties, like, today compared to, like, 60s skinny ties, like, I think ties today were kind of like just tubes while you still have that little taper or the flare-out from, like, a 60s tie. Yeah. Which make it look like a fucking tie. Like, when you... It's like a thing I talked to you with the MJ about cars. Like to me, a car has like, like a snout or like a hood in the front and like a trunk area in the back. And like I don't like you know modern cars, which are kind of like like a Prius, right? Where it's kind of like kind of like a smooth like rounded front that kind of connects like the um the windshield to the hood of the car. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't isn't fit what I in my head I think a car should look like. You know, so same thing could be said about ties. You, like you want certain dimensions, which is why I'm glad that Drake's does it to an extent you know they're again like Spencer said that they're longer but they get that kind of same shape and um again like the lightness you know you don't really find a lot of that um a lot of that anymore yeah. but there, there's always there's always more like tire tie uh slash seven fold I don't know what the distinction is between the two cuz they're both started by Kagasan or Kagasan is their creative director um but then there's like um our friend um uh Nicola Rad Rad Oh, shit i forgot he, nicola i'm gonna say nicola um but he has his own tie brand i haven't really looked too much into it um but he he also has like three fold ties that have no you know no lining or like no interlining on the back on the f- the end of the front blade kind of thing um there was um a Gabucci store mm-hmm. which is also started by a friend you know there's i'm i'm really happy like you know a lot of vintage people kind of give flack to modern. Like they always complain like, Oh, they don't do any of these vintage details anymore. You know, like, Oh, all these, all of them are glued. There's no more canvassing. But when you look around, you can see that makers today take, you know, the manufacturing knowledge, the designs, the ideas from back then and reinterpret it in a modern way.
1: I you think, know? I think one, we, with the last couple episodes, we've been complaining about vintage people and their stain for anything modern saying that it's not as good. I think one problem they have um, yeah. is that they're used to paying vintage prices, so they're used to getting like they're used to getting like a really like well made tie for like less than twenty dollars for the most part, and so when they see a tie that's like one hundred twenty five, they're like, well, I'm not going to spend my money on that. When they see um, when they see like a you know a well made suit that's over a thousand dollars, they're like, why would I buy that when I could get a suit from the thirties and forties for maybe less than six hundred
0: right so and uh, get over the, yourself yeah i mean that that was personally for me like that was a big thing like yeah. that's why there's like there's like an article back uh, that i wrote yeah the one about ties where i was talking about like why you should convi- consider vintage ties and it's because i could approximate the kind of fun drake's look that i liked because drake's obviously taking inspiration from these or maybe subconsciously and i could approximate that with like the 10 20 ties that i would find mm-hmm. you know um but, like with most things, you start looking at something from Drake's and you're like, Oh, I like that But then you can't find it anywhere else and you can't find that tie for twenty bucks. Yep. So you have to buy those things. You know, you have to buy it. You don't you don't if you don't need it, you don't have to. Like, you know, obviously if you're really into vintage, nothing is stopping you from just wearing vintage the rest of your life and, and hunting for it. But when you like menswear, at least to the extent that I do, you like something because something about it appeals to you and you have to take whatever steps you can to obtain it. And sometimes that means if you like the Drake's tie, you buy the Drake's tie. If you like the vintage one, you buy the vintage one. It's not really about saving money. It's about how much you really want this particular thing.
1: And it's about saving you know? lives.
0: What's that a reference
1: to? Oh, it's just uh, what what happens when you buy nice clothes. You save lives. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, because, yeah, I mean, that that's just one way we would tie it back to the whole details matter thing. Because, you know... It apply. It applies to everything, and um, as Spencer said, that's one of the things about vintage, because uh, I think it's it's fascinating because they're they're so used to paying so cheap. When back then, if you adjust for inflation, the tie wouldn't be worth ten dollars. Maybe maybe like forty bucks. Yeah. Back then, you know, or suits were at least, yeah, you know, six seven hundred bucks. People people only had like one, like one or two suits. You know, they didn't have the crazy collection that we have today. You know, so it's kind of like a beggars can't be choosers not well not really it's more of like you're complaining but you're not gonna buy it anyway (laughs) you know um but yeah i eventually you know for for me my tie journey you know i used to wear a lot of vintage ties but now i find myself wearing my drakes ones a lot more just because um as much as i liked short length ties to wear with high-waisted pants uh vintage ties have like a thing where like because they're so short the back blade kind of peaks out of it you know um well, and that,
1: is that the the Spreza tie is that different? it is
0: it is but because it's short it kind of feels stubby
1: mm-hmm. it and doesn't stick out I, enough
0: yeah or it just kind of like it does it looks weird to me now yeah you know and so when you have a modern tie that ha- that has you know has a long length in it you can tuck in the back blade into your waistband and i think that's fine like that's cool because it's long but it's not like flapping around everywhere like the front the front blade can flop around yeah it's like but not penis. the back blade to me yeah exactly um i'm not a particularly big fan of when you have both hanging out like if the front blade is long too and it hangs outside your waistband mm-hmm. if that's the case i would either retie it so the front blade is the right length and i'd tuck in the back or i would just tuck in both yeah Cause uh, I mean, even I have some some rules that I follow for myself.
1: What voice was that?
0: It was a guy that that uh, is an Irish guy. Okay,
1: uh, yep. tell tell us about your uh, custom tie. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So um, I'm always very grateful for you know when. Of like through the I guess my clout I guess or just the influence that my blog has had the reach I should say not the influence but like a lot of people in the industry like read know me they read the blog and I've made a lot of friends and one day the guys from Drake's were like hey you know we want to we just want to give you a tie we will give you a custom tie for your birthday and I'm like oh man that's that's really generous of you guys and so I was able to go to Drake's when we were in well we they told me that I could pick it during a trunk show, and I didn't like anything there. So I said, when I go to New York, I can go check it out. Mm-hmm. So I went to New York uh, during a trip, and we got to see some of the, uh, the last remaining pieces of fabric. You know, they they have made-to-order ties um, from any fabric that, that, that they offer, but sometimes they have archival ones that are from, like, old rolls that, you know, they sold out of, and there's not enough to make, you know, there's only enough to make, like, one tie. And so I made one through Drake's, and it's a great, you know, black, red, and gold foolard. I don't wear it as much because black ties. I I have another tie from Drake's that I think I like more because it's a burgundy foolard, and as you know, I love burgundy foolards. Sure do. Um, but uh, I was able to make it, and I picked like I made it. Tried I tried to make it as close to '30s as I could. Like I kind of messed with the length where the back blade isn't super long, but it's like it's long enough to be tucked in, but not overly long. How what, it, what like, is what is the length of it? Do I don't know. I think a normal, what's a normal length tie, like 60 inches or something uh, about that. Uh, I think mine is like 54. Okay. I think vintage ties are like 52. Yeah. It's like something, it's like something like that. It's like, it's like maybe, you know, two to four inches longer than like a thirties tie. Mm-hmm. And so when I tuck it in, it's like the perfect length. Oh no, well, not when I tuck. it. I don't, sometimes I don't have to tuck it in like the front and back blade are like the same length and they you know, they work for my, for my height and the how high my rise and my trousers are it's perfect and it's super light i picked the lightest interlining possible it has ew uh embroidered on the back blade which is great um and it's it's just really cool like it's it just like it's one reason also where i was like you know what like if i wanted to continue buying like modern ties i think it would be drake's you know
1: yeah i mean uh they're great ties I don't own a Drake's tie. I own um at least one pocket square from them, maybe two, yeah, I don't remember uh, but a lot
0: of my a lot of my ties that I've like modern ties that I've acquired recently are Drake's ties, yeah,
1: but one of my favorite current ties is a seventies Liberty print fabric ones that looks a lot like um a Drake's tie. It looks a lot like their like fortieth anniversary collection
0: and speaking of that that's one I have, and it is an absolutely stellar tie. Yeah. Like it's just a great, the knots, I mean, because it's like a 40 ounce foolard or matter. what well, I don't know what it's the matter. hell the, it's matter. What's the matter with you? Funny. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, but no, it's, it's such a great, um, it, it's, it is definitely a thicker tie that I'm used to because even like the other ones that I have, that are kind of like a cotton or like they're like a silk, but they feel more like a cotton. They still tie a tighter knot than, than the uh, 40th anniversary ones but it's still, it's just so gorgeous. Like the Paisley and you know, I used to hate Paisley ties cause I would always see it on like the tie bar or like the ones that like Hannibal wore. <laughs> oh my but God. You, yeah. But when you see it, like when you see it done, like one of the first ties I ever thrifted from Goodwill is a, is a like a vintage matter. Um, um, it's like a faded matter. It's like a green and red Paisley, super faded, super great, super light. Um, and then when I when I was able to get some Drake's, uh, what do you call it? Sample sale ones through a, a proxy or a friend I had in New York, they had a purple and green tie um, that was very similar, and I and I you know I made sure to get it, and it is just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't tried. I've had like a, some other ties, like I have a gabucci tie, um, um, and that that one's great too. Very light. That that actually feels very much in line with like an early twenties tie. I used to have. Uh Cody gifted me like a 20s tie a long time ago and it shredded when I as immediately as, as I put it on. Yeah,
1: that's I have a couple 30 t- 30s ties that are pretty destroyed, which is a bummer cuz they look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think that's what that's what's so cool. Like, again like I said before, like with my, you know, modern approach to menswear now or or decidedly more modern. Uh I can wear a vintage tie and a modern tie and people it it still looks like Ethan, yeah. you know. The sad part though is um, I, I haven't looked on eBay very often uh, for ties just because I have so many already. And I tend to, you know, I'm in my groove where like I kind of want to upgrade shoes and we'll get on more on that on a, in a future episode. Um, so ties are only on my list anymore, but occasionally I'll, I'll go on there. Um, you know, sometimes uh, what's what's our favorite one? Vintage Haberdasher, one of our favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spencer Stewart. Friends. Yeah, Spencer Stewart. Great guy. Always finds the great ties. I used to buy a lot from him. Um I haven't found anything I like anymore. And I think it's also because I've bought all the vintage ties that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, even from like, you know, I go to um, Paper Moon Vintage or uh, or Draw Ride Vintage, a couple of our favorite vintage stores. And they either have the same stock that I've seen for a while or that nothing's calling out to me, you know. Um, and even though I've expanded on my taste of ties, like I, I wear a lot more reps now. I wear a lot of Paisley's now. I think I've literally just bought everything that I liked. And that's the downside of a vintage, right? Like there's usually just one of one, mm-hmm. you know, you can't find it just like with tailoring. You might, you, you know, you might not be able to find another one uh, ever again.
1: TJ Collin. So <laughs> another one. <laughs> I, Remember him?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he still doing stuff? I don't know. Probably. He has, he was he has such a forced cameo in, in, um. Pitch Perfect three, it's so bad. I did
1: not see. Was that the one that's like uh, U.S. military propaganda? What is? It, I don't know. <laughs> is it the one that's like at an airbase or whatever? And it's like you gotta yeah
0: yeah they're like the USO yeah, yeah it's like yeah, you gotta
1: yeah, yeah. D- sing for our troops. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, vintage vintage has that kind of problem. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna move past everything. Yeah, I'm just gonna go past it. Um. But I mean you know to tie this all down um i I don't think that that vintage that that ties is, i'm sorry ties are gonna go away um completely because even now you know a lot of menswear were guys went to this they don't dress up corporate at all you know I'm actually happy that corporate culture is destroying um the rules about how you have to wear a tie because I think when guys are forced to follow rules like we said before it makes them approach it from a very lazy standpoint and I'd rather be around people who have the same energy and passion um, as I do about dressing up mm-hmm. you know and if you don't like it then just don't do it you know like you you don't want to have like a guy who hates playing soccer to be on your soccer team right yes so <laughs> we're we're sport heads yep Sporto. Um, but yeah I mean things like that, you know, just more
1: motherless brooklyn this will be out by the time that movie comes oh out. holy shit i think our next joke on the podcast is that we're like huge motherless brooklyn fans yeah let's fucking go you know Let when go. we see it i i kind of went back on it originally i had no interest in seeing it but now i'm like okay maybe i want to see it we need to do like cosplay so it's like one of us needs to wear a turtleneck <laughs> like i'll wear like a big chunky cardigan and be willem dafoe in the trailer <laughs> yeah get know, our I'm photo in front a... of the poster and be like it's finally out <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're gonna say franco the whole time. franco and n- never light our t- oh man i'm burping again wouldn't it be an, a podcast episode without a burp nope um yeah i'll be uh we'll never light our cigarettes uh uh-huh, we keep blowing it <laughs> out we that. got threads in our yep. heads man threads in our heads yep uh <laughs> um but yeah what do, you,
1: what do you think about like the whole corporate culture and stuff about
0: ties it can be our last point
1: well i don't know i think it's like people people talk about cor- corporate culture but it's it's weird because um i think it's corporate culture has gotten so much more like boring over the years like when people talk about it, it's yeah. like oh you wouldn't traditionally wear this in a business setting go back like go back i mean this is going back a long time but 50 60 years ago guys basically they, they you know wore they didn't wear like fucking nudie ties to work but they had, they were able to get away with a little bit more than people are now. Um, I don't know, like I said, in California, there's not a whole lot of industries where you need to wear a tie. Uh, I think for the most part, as as we always say, there's going to be a big difference between people who wear ties because they want to wear ties, and people who wear ties because they have to. And people that wear ties because they have to are going to tend to have pretty boring tastes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you always see a lot of the plain ties. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, a black knit, which I I tend to wear a lot.
1: I say throw away the plain ties and wear a tie uh, with a plane drawn on it.
0: Okay. (laughs) And it's, like, a fun hand-painted tie. (laughs) Do you have a black knit tie, like, the classic kind
1: of tie? No, the only knit tie I have is a, like, a 1930s, like, kind of burgundy knit, which is very good. It's a good color
0: yeah what what would be your favorite like what would be your most worn tie i
1: don't know it's probably that 70s um ancient matter one or i don't know a lot of my rep stripes get a lot of wear because i i you know i'm into the kind of like a rugged ivy look so i wear a lot of those yeah
0: yeah i think um that's definitely me a lot like i used to not like wearing striped ties like other than bold like 30s striped ties i would I would not like to wear like, cause I didn't want to look like a schoolboy. And then all of a sudden I got to like, got to be into Ivy and I'm like, I do want to be sick. a schoolboy. boy. Yeah. schoolboy me daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely love wearing like the one I'm wearing right now, the purple and green, um, paisley. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like I think my favorite one, like a one that I can always default to is a black knit tie. And it's always, if it always feels antithetical to me because I love, you know, wearing, a striped shirt and a pattern tie mm-hmm. you know quick uh quick uh, uh what do you call it shortcut to vintage style but black knit ties just kind of go with fucking everything yeah they're you not. Know, especially i mean i think drake's has helped sell that idea on me because a lot of those guys when they wear their suits like it, it's kind of like a sobering look you know it's like i'm wearing a tie it's black so it's kind of formal but it's knit so it's not formal and it kind of ties everything together you know That's funny. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Okay. Stealth joke. Didn't Um, catch um, on for a second. (laughs) That's the best type of Ethan jokes. Um, But yeah, you know, I I love wearing ties. I've gotten a lot more casual and maybe not as much as Spencer, like in the past year or so, um, which could probably uh, reflect in my choice of my black knit ties of being one of the favorite things I can wear because it's not as fancy. Um, But yeah, I, I think that well, I'll always still wear... I'll, I'll always wear ties. I love ties. They're great. They're pieces of art. Um, and they belong again, in a museum. I think, yeah, so do you. <laughs> um, and I, I just like how, honestly, I think that they they make you look more casual if you wear it with a casual demeanor, you know? Like Spencer said, like, you could wear, like... He wore, like, military che- um like, camo military pants, and like a blazer, and he wore a tie with it. And I think that's super cool. And I I don't think anyone looking at him would be like, "Well, that guy's so dressed up." Yeah, you know? exactly. I think you know if he wore like a plain OCBD with it, it wouldn't have the same like effect. You know, like by having it, you know, by having a tie. Um, and so yeah, I always like to kind of just cap some little tour action with it. That's the name I of know. the blog. Yep, Street Espresso. Where, like, die workwear, the title means nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was smart, like permanent style. That's a good name. Yeah, no. Remember remember not. when
1: we were like speaking of threads in our heads, remember when we came across the name threadheads? And you're like, oh fuck, why did we name our podcast that?
0: <laughs> and then now that's MJ's nickname in our group <laughs> <Yeah>. chat forever. <laughs> oh boy. We're I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, to be fair, I started the blog in a business law class in two thousand Because you were bored, right? <laughs> Yeah, and all I could think of was, "Hey, my friend does streetwear. I like this thing called Expresso because that's like the big word, Street Express, baby." There you go. And then he never wrote for the blog again. <laughs> so I don't think he ever did write for the blog. So yeah, one of his posts is still in the me. drafts. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode on ties. I hope we discussed enough for you guys, and you know, feel free to send us an email or or send a little um, tie. A, uh, yeah send us a tie no we have our google form uh that we include in the show notes it's on the podcast uh page and it's in the podcast description uh send us like a little story about your favorite ties you know um unfortunately we didn't really get into a lot of stories about how we got our ties but i think a lot of it's just ebay (laughs) or -hmm. we saw it at the vintage store um my black knit tie in particular was one i bought at kamakura
1: which is a great it's a great knit tie because it's not it's not super yeah honestly
0: super underrated yeah underrated tie store i mean they're like 80 bucks they're like they're like the same price as like a j crew tie or like a nordstrom tie or something but they're really great Mm -hmm. um i don't have a lot of experience with like their reps or their foolards but based on like design they really do they're really great you know they look kind of 30s They look kind of drakes you know they might be fully lined all the way through so they're not going to be like hand-rolled like drakes or they're not going to be like the extravagant sevenfold um that you get from tire tie forenzy. um but uh yes yeah, so, let's so start about your favorite ties and we'll share it in the next episode yep oh yeah we didn't also talk about sevenfold ties they were, like fivefold ties Those oh they're really big So that's one of the things yeah. cody
1: has them in his store right yeah, yeah. And yeah. so sometimes I'll look over there, I'm like, wow, look at this beautiful 30s tie. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I've been tricked. Yeah,
0: Kagasan Kog, again? Yep. Come on. Um, no, like they're, um, yeah, speaking of art, they're like, you know, they're literal works of art. They're just folded on itself. They don't have any interlining. It's like the epitome of, I hate using the word extravagance or luxury, or luxury but that's what it is. You know, like it's very high quality silk. Yeah, it's, it's great. Designed by kagasan or his ho- his whole team there and it just shows you like when you like it you you'll you'll pay it because you want those details like you know you don't really need like a Tesla but if you really like the aesthetic of it or like a mercedes you'll buy it because that's what you want same thing with ties same thing with anything you know I don't think people should judge based on just price or or whatever you know that's true and same thing can be said about ties because ties are cool and you can wear them a lot and you can look casual in it. That's just my two cents. All right, we're going to answer some quick questions here from our thing. CQs. Uh, yep. CQs. Wait. <laughs> you you pulled the Ethan <laughs> thing. <and> you <laughs> no. got you got the thing like you you named the letter it sounds like but it's not that letter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. QQs. Yep. cubed. There you it's go. It's not there's no three of them. Okay, this one comes to us from Sam. Sam-o. that's not his name
1: um
0: and it, it's a question that says favorite vintage repro menswear question mark
1: i don't know i mean sjc is great um i don't know if this we entirely counts but i mean like real mccoy's double rl buzz Rickson, they don't do the, Bryceland's. yeah Bryceland's. Uh, um
0: yeah those are all good to look at i mean they're obviously very pricey uh, sjc is pretty
1: is pretty reasonable
0: yeah, it is. I mean, the only downside again, you could read my whole blog post on the chinos. You know, they kind of fit kind of weird. Um, I had to like alter them, and because they're in London, you can't really just return it unless you live like live in the UK or the EU. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one downside to SJC. I mean, maybe if I was able to like play around with different sizes, I would have been able to get something that. Yeah, if hits I could, if you could,
1: if I could like try stuff on, I would be. I would buy a lot more of it
0: yeah um damien has a couple of, like repro like if you want to talk about like repro ties i don't know if he does ties as much anymore but like caps yeah if you're really into that he makes the best oh ones and those far. those
1: cossack jackets that he's making yeah i was about right to say, now yeah. those are beautiful
0: yeah different you know there's different there's like leather ones there's like blanket fabric really great like they're straight up like based on an old cossack
1: jacket yeah um he's making those um, with uh eli who uh you've, you've yes, seen sir. on the blog yeah
0: yeah tobacco road vintage i
1: think is his instagram
0: yeah very very great stuff um but for suits it's kind of hard to find i mean double rl does a really good job i don't owe anything double rl i've seen like readers of the blog or people at like different fashion events like inspiration wear double rl and i'm like wow that looks 30s wait a minute it's double rl you know yeah uh yo (laughs) i don't know what that was okay um (laughs) Thomas Farthing, I didn't get to go check them out when I was in London, oh, but I've seen, seen the people stuff. like They're, those. pretty cool. Very kind of like a twenties, kind of like a mod. Like I wouldn't say mod twenties, but it's kind of like it's a very slim fit, very like tapered. It's a kind um, of inter-
1: a modern interpretation of the twenties, but not in the way that like Gatsby is, where it's just yeah. like wearing a like two thousand twelve suit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll include a, a a link of these. Yeah, it the, has. They have some a sure. lot of really cool details
0: yeah um i can't think of any other ones oh 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 uh, uh scott fraser simpson mm. i wouldn't say it's exactly repro it's kind of like a reinterpretation in a sense his trousers look fantastic i
1: am definitely gonna save up for some and next those, year and those like knit the holidays. shirts oh my god i want one yeah
0: yeah i'm not super into the italian riviera look myself but they look really nice his suits are cool um i again i don't have any experience i don't think i know anyone else yet who has one of their suits um, but yeah, another great brand to check out. Yeah. You know, I think in general a lot of these repro brands are like the best ones are ones that are kind of able to recontextualize vintage in a modern context. Mm-hmm. Even if like Scott Fraser does like ten inch hems, you know, like Oxford bags, kind of. You know, but the way he wears it looks very cool. It's a whole very rule of cool kind of situation. He's not trying to be um, like straight up vintage yeah. as. If you look at like old SJC, I don't think you can find like old, like how he was before. But like, I think back then SJC was a little bit too much on the repro side. Like, oh, you're just going to do period accurate all the time. And while now, you know, whether it's through the branding, he's able to kind of update his image. It's still very vintage, but it still looks a lot better than it did before. And in turn, I make it, it, to me, it's like, oh, this is a good brand to consider. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, branding is always about the products and the whole experience. So, yeah, Sam will, Sam-O, we'll, we, we, we will have a link, uh, or not a link, but at least a list of these brands that you can check out in the show notes. And here's another quick question we can do, because we're going to try and do two every episode. This comes from
1: Valtteri. Valtero. Not, okay, is that going to be, we should review Motherless Brooks on, on the pod. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do research on it. <laughs> Um, but it's called, where can you find the best
1: Ivy style inspiration? Uh, I mean, on Instagram, there is Oxford cloth button down. Yeah. Very traditional. If you want to see like classic,
0: like loafer straight fit, chino, OCBD. Yeah. He, he's the namesake, yeah. you know, you got to check, check it out. He, he has some good, um, rugged Ivy occasionally, you know, he'll wear like a, a puffer vest over like a, you know, over like a jacket or something. Yeah. He also goes running. quite He's a very active guy, and he his, like, sports choices are also kind of Ivy, which I think is really cool.
1: Uh, there's Dick Carroll. I really love his, like, kind of... Yeah. It's not rugged Ivy, but more, like, kind of, like, I don't know, dad Ivy? How would you how would describe it?
0: Well, he's his is kind of, like...
1: Sloppy Ivy?
0: Like, sloppy Ivy, but, like, it leans more sartorial, which is why I like him a lot, yeah. at least in his, like, armory looks. You know, like, he'll wear, like, an OCBD rep stripe tie with, you know, a plaid sport coat and like chinos i really like that kind of look but he does have a really good dad style mm-hmm. um i mean all the drakes guys have a slight ivy tinge to them maybe chase more than others but he's honestly chased one of my favorite dressers big style inspiration for me um uh, similar to dick carroll in that regard and you know you get to, you get to see it because sometimes i you know ivy has a weird thing about uh it has like a weird heritage behind it, where like some people might look at those guys and say, "Well, that's not real Ivy," you know. Like if you, you go in Ivy style, mm-hmm. um, you you really wouldn't get that. But I think the ideas of like OCBD chinos, loafers, mill serp, you know, those are all kind of like elements of Ivy that are recontextualized by these well dressed guys, and they serve as a great inspiration for me and Spencer. Um, But if you do really want a real thing, you can always look at the book. Take Ivy. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I think Ivy Style, um, I don't go on the website a lot, but occasionally they'll have, like, old pictures. That's that's of, the only like,
1: reason I would visit it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, and then, you know, look at old pictures of, like, JFK. Um, I can't think of any other people, but those are basically where we get our Ivy style inspiration and a lot of Japanese people Mm -hmm. too, as well, you know, like again, it might be, it might not be traditional Ivy, but again, you can take the ideas, you know, like you might not have to get the pants as wide as they do or make it as cropped or, or where the jackets is short or whatever, but the ideas are always there. And
1: um,
0: yeah, I can't think of any other specific people that I follow, you know,
1: neither can I, but I mean, you know, you'll find it. um,
0: Honestly, when you have a lot of menswear guys in general, will do ivy at some point because of how easy it is to wear um how classic it is you know like mark cho likes ivy you know and he'll occasionally like break out a taylor cade suit with like an ocbd uh taylor cade also good ivy more on the suit side again but you know it just depends what you're looking for um i have there's a lot of like cool guys on instagram that i follow that do a lot of rugged ivy um and i can't because there's a lot of them i can't really remember all their names but I'll try and find someone to include those for you in the show notes. Uh, I think that's it. Yes. I'm late yeah. to a Halloween uh, party. so. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Again, please rate us five stars if you can on Apple Podcasts or – I guess if you're on SoundCloud, you might as well do it there, too. Yeah. Spotify, whatever. You know, everything helps. Um, If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, let us know. I doubt anyone who has a business listens to this other than Clark and Barba, and they're already good friends of ours. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, let us know. Again, please give us a, a question or a story that you have about style, menswear, vintage, whatever. We were always happy to answer it and we'll burn through them. We try and do two every episode because we don't have a lot. So I'm like picking at straws. But yeah,
1: here. if you if we get a lot, we can do a whole Q&A episode. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, all those can be found on the show notes. Um, uh, as again, uh, you can follow the Instagram. It's getting to that good feed. You know, we got that format down now. It's at style and direction all spelled out. I am Ethan i I'm
1: Spencer DSO.
0: And big thank you to MJ Quintanar and Matthew Beecher for helping us with our episodes by editing and helping us with the show notes respectively. Mm -hmm. We will see you guys in the next one. I'm going to play. I'm going to pull out my keyboard. Here we go.
1: Bye-bye. Franco. (laughs) Sammo. Bye-bye.